It's time for another holiday hot mess episode of Keeping the Yule Tag Gay with Gason. So get ready to join us as we find seven swans of swimming in our Christmas closet. Welcome back to another episode of Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Gason, or as my friends call me, just Jason. Well, Merry November, everyone. I hope that you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I know that I did. I ate way too many of the foods and uh, got to help my family put up their tree for Christmas and some Christmas decorations and discussed what we were thankful for. And here at Keeping the Yuletide Gay, you know, myself and Mrs. C and Ned and Carol and Mrs. Nesbitt and all of our friends are just so thankful that you tune into every episode every month. We really appreciate that. So we've got another fun-filled episode for you. In this episode, we're going to learn how the government tracks Santa. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Claus has a quick chocolatey peppermint treat that uh, the little kiddos can help you make. Ned's got some new helpful gifts from when you're hurt. I don't know. And we will see if the Berenstain Bears Christmas tree is a classic or mm, not so classic Christmas special. And just a little reminder, our show is not for younger listeners as we use some language and discuss some adult themes that could definitely land us on Santa's naughty list. So let's get on with the show and start things off with our five-minute festive fun fact. Well, hello, my holiday elves, and welcome back for another five-minute festive fun fact. A 66-year-old annual tradition is upon us. How many of you looked up in the skies on Christmas Eve hoping to catch a glimpse of Santa and his flying sleigh? I know I did. Still do. Let's, let's not judge people. That's why we like Christmas. We all still look up in the skies just to see if we can see Santa. Um, I remember doing this for years when I was a kid and wondering, you know, where Santa was, like what part of the world he was in, how long was he going to take to get to my house? Could he fit all the presents in? How is he going to get in? We don't have a chimney. We don't have a fireplace. And also trying to figure out how long I could stay awake just to see if maybe I could catch him in the house. Well, thanks to either Sears, y'all remember Sears, the department store? Thanks to Sears, uh, either it was a Sears ad misprint or a child misdialing a phone number in 1948, a new tradition and a new way to watch for Santa was created. NORAD, a.k.a. the North American Aerospace Defense Command, uh, tracks Santa annually every Christmas Eve. So how did that begin? Well... I don't know. There's a couple different versions of how this began, and it seems like it's been uh, embellished or added to uh, ever since uh, the the first sighting, if you will. But one thing that's true is on December 24th in 1948, the United States Air Force issued a communique claiming that an early warning radar net to the north had detected one unidentified sleigh powered by eight reindeer, and the Associated Press actually picked up that report and passed it along to the uh, to the public. And it was the first time the United States Armed Forces really issued a statement about tracking Santa Claus's sleigh on Christmas Eve, though it was a one-time event and it wasn't repeated for several years. 
Then, a Sears department store placed an advertisement in the Colorado Springs newspaper, The Gazette, which told children they could place a call to Santa Claus. And it included uh, a phone number. Now, here's where things get wonky. Either the Sears ad had a misprint in the phone number or a child misdialed the phone. Back in the day, kids, when you had to actually punch the numbers in, um, not on your screen, but as buttons. Anyway... A call allegedly came through to the Colorado Springs Continental Air Defense Command, otherwise known as CONAD. Man, that's a dirty name. All right. Uh, anyway, so either the digit was misprinted or the kid misdialed, but either way, Colonel Harry Shoup, who was the commander on duty that night, supposedly answered the first call and then told his staff to give any kids that called in later on a made-up current location for Santa Claus. Now... There's another story where it said that when the call came in, Shoop was mean to the kid or that somehow the kid called in the top secret red phone, which apparently you can only dial internally. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Nobody knows really how it started happening. Um, and also, th there's a story that maybe it was more than one child that was calling in to, to Conad uh, on the tip line. So we don't know. We don't know. But anyway, realizing he has a great PR opportunity, Shoop then asked Conad's Y'all, I can't, I've had to record this like six times. Conad's public affairs uh, officer, Colonel Barney Oldfield, to inform the press that Conad was tracking Santa's sleigh. In the press release, though, Oldfield added that Conad, Army, Navy, and Marine Air Forces were continuing to track and guard Santa and his sleigh on his trip to and from around the U.S. against possible attack from those who do not believe in Christmas. And that, my friends, is where the tradition began. In 1958, NORAD took over reporting responsibility from CONAD. Thank you, so I don't have to say that name anymore. In 1981, it published a hotline number for the general public to call to get updates on Santa Claus's supposed progress. The program actually starts on December 1st, but the actual Santa tracking uh, simulation starts at midnight annually on December 23rd. And it's a community outreach function of NORAD. So today, NORAD relies on volunteers to make the program possible. Each volunteer, they say, typically handles 40 telephone calls per hour. And the team typically handles more than 12,000 emails and more than 100,000 telephone calls from more than 200 countries and territories. Most of these happen during the 20 hours from 4 a.m. on December 24th until midnight mountain time on December 20th. 25th. A website called noradsanta.org was established to allow the project access for internet users. They simulate the tracking of Santa's sleigh, but they also tell the user the exact amount of presents he's delivering at any moment on Christmas Eve. It's so cute. Uh, they also have videos on there of Santa uh, flying over famous landmarks. Then there are fun facts given about those locations by military staff, volunteers, and even some celebrities. You and your youngsters can join in the fun by going to noradsanta.org and signing up to follow them on Twitter, Facebook, Insta, everything. It's there. Um, if you were to go to the site right now, it's going to tell you to come back on December 1st because that's when everything kicks off. So just remember that. And I will make sure to include the link in the show notes. And it's a fantastic tradition that I hope you take part in. And of course, also, um, keep your eye on the sky. Are there other festive fun facts you'd like to hear about? Well, if so, please give us an email at keepingtheyuletidegay at gmail.com.
Well, the sounds of sherry being poured lets us know it's time to head back to the Christmas kitchen for Mrs. Claus's tasty treats for your holiday fun times. Cheers. Hello, dear listeners. Oh, I'm so excited. You're back in my kitchen with me once again. Yes, there's lots of noise in the background, right? It's, you know, it's November. All right, we've got a lot going on. We do. There is so much happening. We are one month away from Christmas Day. <laughs> Oh, we're so busy. It is crazy times here in my kitchen, and not just because Mitzi insisted on taking over their gingerbread houses. It's a hot mess, so if you get one that's a little sloppy, I don't know what to say. You know, I can't get rid of her. It doesn't matter. We've tried for how many seasons now to get rid of Mitzi, but it won't go anywhere. It's literally a damn disaster with her. But, you know, she's family at this point. I don't know if we're ever going to get rid of her or not. Anyway, I've got... My friend Sherry with me. Mm. Mm. So good. All right. Listen, we're busy. You know that. So I've got a quick treat for you today that your, your kids can help you with too. You know, not not like goats, baby goats. Right? Is that a kid? I don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm talking about your children. Today's tasty treat is called Reindeer Snacks Sticks. <laughs> yes. All right, here's what you need today for our Reindeer Snack Sticks. We've got one bag of small pretzel sticks or rods. All right, the little ones. One 10-ounce bag of melted chocolate. Now, you can use whatever flavor you want. I'm using milk chocolate because that's what Mr. C likes. Uh, one fourth cup of smashed candy canes or peppermints. You know, you can you can take your anger out if you want. You can beat them with a rolling pin or you can put them in your food processor, whichever you want to do. And then an additional two tablespoons of smashed candy canes or peppermints. Okay, so you got your fourth cup and you've got a little bit left over. Mm -hmm. And then uh, for your tools today, we've got one large mixing bowl, a medium mixing bowl, parchment paper, a cookie sheet, Two fourth cup measuring cups, because you're going to need two of them, right? Because you've got one to make sure you've got enough of your candy canes. And the other one we're going to use for the treats. A Tupperware container to put your treats in. And mixing spoons and measuring cups. And if you notice, I didn't say how many this makes, because it's truly up to you. You don't got to do it the way Mrs. C does. The way that I'm going to do it is going to give you at least a dozen. But you can do it any way that you want. You can make them big, you can make them small. It's okay. All right. Well... We're going fast today, so you should know step one by now. But if you don't, it's with toast with our sherry. Yes, we do. And you know, I just realized I'm out after that last sip. So, Mama's got another bottle. Let's pour it to the top. I'm finishing out this bottle too. <laughs> All right, clinky with your best friends, and of course, Christmas cheer to you all, my holiday queers. Mm. 
it's so good. It's so good. I don't... It, you know, if you want to leave me a treat out for Christmas Eve, leave me a bottle of sherry. <laughs> All right. Oh, good. It's so good. It's wrong today. All right. So first up, we're going to get our pretzels. I mean, you can make your own, but for God's sakes, it's Christmas. Just go buy a bag. All right. And we're going to pour some into our large mixing bowl. There we go. All right. And then this is where the kiddos get to have fun. Make sure they wash their hands. But just get in there and just break them up into smaller bits. Just get in there and, and really break them. It's like uh, getting them a good squeezing, or you can take your your meat tenderizer. You, you, well, I wouldn't use a meat tenderizer anymore, I'm just saying. But you could use whatever to break. You want them into little bite-sized chunks. You definitely don't want full pretzel sticks, okay? So make sure all the full pretzel sticks have been broken. All right, that looks good. All right. Next thing we're going to do is we're going to melt our chocolate because, you know, we've got to have chocolate. Uh, like I said, I'm using milk chocolate, uh, the little meltable wafers. Now, if you want, you could use chocolate chips and stuff like this, whatever. I don't care. You, you do you. All right. Now, listen. I'm going to put this in the microwave. We don't want to hear it on the podcast. God, Gason said it's not good. So uh, what we're going to do is we'll take a quick break, which means it's sherry time. Clinky, clinky. We'll be right back. Okay, so next thing we're going to do is take your parchment paper, put it on your cookie sheet. It'll make it easier for cleanup, all right? We want everything to be easy. It's Christmas. Next, you're going to take your melted chocolate and you're going to pour it in on the broken pretzels. Get it all out. You want it all? You want it to be chocolatey? Now, I like to make a batch of these with white chocolate for myself because there's nothing I like more than a white chocolate covered pretzel. All right. Next, you're going to take your fourth cup of candy cane bits, the fourth cup, you know, and you're going to put those in there. Then you're going to take your spoon and you're going to mix it all together so everything's coated and sticking together with the chocolate. Added the rest of my candy cane bits. Okay, now, oh, that looks lovely. It's chocolate-covered sticks. Okay, now here comes the fun part. Uh, I make them about a fourth of a cup size, which is why I said you could take a fourth of a cup, extra cup thing there, you know. So you put a 
and just scoop some in the cup. And then what we're going to do is we're going to plop it on the paper. Right. These are pretty good size. You might want to make them smaller. It's up to you. Now, this is going to take a bit of time, which means it's time for a break, which also means it's time for Sherry. We'll be right back. Now, uh, what we're going to do is before we're done, we've got that little bit of our tablespoons left of the kind of cane pieces. We're going to sprinkle a little bit on top of each one to give it an extra pepperminty crunch. And that's what we're doing. We're just sprinkling it on the top. And then, that's it. That's all we got to do. Now, that is done. So the next thing we're going to do is we're going to put them in the refrigerator for about 30 minutes to firm up because you want them to be firm. Okay, so, Sherry time. We'll be right back. Mm, I can't wait to another sippy sip. Mm. It's so good. We'll be right back. Okay, I've got them out of the refrigerator. They're they're good and firm. Now you want to serve these a little cold so that the chocolate doesn't melt. So you need to watch it when you keep them out. Okay, so here I go. I'm about to take a bite. Nom 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 nom. These are amazing. They're so good. Oh my. Ooh. I've outdone myself again. Mm. It's so good. All right. You can keep these in some Tupperware, keep them cold, and that'll be fine. And then serve them at the party. And of course, let me tell you something. Our reindeer love these treats. All right. So you can leave some out when you give your cookies for Santa. Leave some of these little treats out for the reindeer too. You know, they got to keep up their energy. Yes. Oh my gosh. They're going to be so happy that you have left them a treat. All right, well, I've got to get back to the kitchen because God only knows what's going Good God, Mitzi! I've got to go. All right, listen. You had a Merry Christmas. Until next time, I've got, I've got to go. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy treat tasting. Drink with some sherry for me. Welcome back for another classic or not so classic Christmas special review with one of my holiday helpers. Welcome back, the biggest fan of the Christmas special Cosmic Christmas. It's Kyle. I just want to go on the record that I'm not a fan of the Cosmic Christmas. <laughs> Which would you rather watch, that or a retail Christmas again with the puppets? I don't even know. 
They were it both. could be. It could almost be a cosmic Christmas. I, I, I feel like it's a cosmic Christmas. Do you remember your line from it when you originally were on three three seasons ago? When it was like... It, yeah, I had to write it down. Yeah, because it was it so was, much. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, you chose a doozy again. I think. I don't know. Listen. I gave you three choices just by titles alone, and then my friends have to pick which one it is. And of course, these can all be found on YouTube because... We're not going to make you pay for a streaming service. <laughs> We're just going to watch them illegally on YouTube. This one was legally on there because it was from the, this like, is true. the company. Yeah, this is true. They did have their own channel. So I gave you a bear theme because I was bored. And you chose the Berenstain Bears Christmas tree. And apparently you enjoyed it. And I did. It wasn't bad. It just is no. not. I don't know if I've just become desensitized <laughs> from watching all these terrible Christmas specials. It, it does wear on you after a while. I, I yeah, I, I will give you that. It was a little long. Like, if it was half the amount of time, it would have been better. See, now, uh, in our last episode with guestie uh, Pamela, we had talked about A Monster's Christmas. It was Friendly Monsters, A Monster's Christmas. And I, instead of watching the American version, watched the British version and loved it. It's one of my favorites. Um, you have Peacock. Yeah. I would suggest watching the British version of that. Okay. Um, because you appreciate British humor. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd like it. I don't know. We'll have to talk about it later. But instead, we are going to talk about the Berenstain Bears Christmas. Did you read the Berenstain Bears books when you were a kid? Yeah. Same. I, that's why whenever like that was a presentable option, I was like, <laughs> well, there, there's hope for this one to be good. <laughs> there's hope. <laughs> There's hope. Uh, did you have a favorite character? Like a uh, was it brother bear. bear? Brother bear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember a little stuffed animal even. Oh wow, you were a super mm-hmm. fan. I had um, a little Fisher Price tape cassette player. Let me use the right words, kids. A cassette. What's that? Have you seen a cassette? Anyone yes. Else? Okay, yes. I don't know. Uh, where you had to play music and then you had to rewind the cassette if you wanted to hear it, or flip it to side two and then it rewind side one, which is just uh and i had a read-along story with them um and i think it was like the haunted mansion or something um but the voices were almost the same as this at least my memory is serving me correctly and i used to listen to that tape all the time because it was fun and i got to read a book with it and they all sounded the same and papa was still kind of a jackass (laughs) which i guess is his character now this special originally aired on december 3rd of 1979 just a few short months after I was born. <laughs> and uh, this one was, of course, the show is based on the Berenstain Bear- Bears series of children's books by Stan and Jan Berenstain. And this special was actually the first one they did in animation. So they hadn't done anything else. And it was not a storybook yet. It was a hmm. straight to animation. And then a year later, it came out as a book. Did you read this book as a kid? Probably. I don't I don't I, like I don't I remember too, which I ones I had or anything. Yeah, I don't I don't remember if I read it yeah. as a kid or not. I'm I'm assuming I would have. Um we don't have many voice actors because this is back in the day when they just said, Hey, let's hire four people to do the voice of thousands. So our uh big star is Ron McLarty. He played Papa Bear and our narrator, which I have lots of questions of how you felt about the narrator. Um, 
he is most mostly known for being Papa Bear in almost all of the Bernstein Bears cartoons. But he did play Detective Lieutenant Ralph Ruskin on the notoriously awful TV show called Cop Rock. Have oh, you ever heard of Cop yeah, Rock? I've heard of Cop Rock. Where the uh, cops, sex workers, thieves, juries, and judges, and lawyers would all break out into song randomly. It was like an adult glee that should have never been on TV. Like glee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you if we look back, Ryan Murphy somewhere had an involvement in Cop Rock. Have you ever seen an episode of Cop Rock? Um, I remember seeing clips of it, but I've never watched oh, a full episode. Yeah, I've seen clips, and I don't know if I can sit through a full yeah. episode. It's, I don't know, kids. Go out and YouTube Cop Rock and go. Now, if they did it like with Law and Order SVU, I would watch it because it's Olivia Benton <laughs> and all of on all of her gang. I would totally watch that. I'm kind of surprised they haven't done a musical episode for how long that's been on there. I know. I think they're probably like, that's too lowbrow for us. Well, SVU. We are the jewel of NBC right now. They are. Bum bum. <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a vine I need to show you later. Okay. God, it's my favorite one. Anyway, uh, next up is Gabriella Glatzer, and she played Sister Bear and was only known as Sister Bear in a couple more specials, and that was all. Uh, Jonathan Lewis played Brother Bear. And he was only Brother Bear in this and one other Berenstain Bear special. So probably his voice cracked and they said, we can't have you anymore. (laughs) And then Pat Lysinger, who I swear her voice sounded super familiar, but apparently was only known as Mama Bear in all the specials. And her other claim to fame is that she played a background player on three episodes of one of my favorite shows in the world, Dark Shadows. Yeah, which meant she was in the bar. She was a bar patron. And I hope it's during the episodes in which Carolyn danced to this ridiculously awful tune that they could only afford to play on the jukebox in a couple of episodes. It wasn't a real song. They had to make it. And have you ever seen any Dark Shadows? No. Uh, We're going to have to hang out one night and watch Dark Shadows because people like rip on it today because it's so campy and stuff like that. But actually, it was really, it was very interestingly well done. How do you take gothic horror genre and turn it into a, a daily soap opera mm-hmm. and also how they forced the actors to like keep going because they didn't want to pay to edit the show so uh one of my favorite characters elizabeth one day could not she named everybody in the cast until she got to the right name and they just kept it in the show <laughs> i was like she just said 10 names and it just kept going like there's one where somebody slams a door and you see the set wobble uh, there's a famous episode where there's something going on in the graveyard, and this you can clearly see that the gravestones are made of styrofoam because one falls over, nice. and they just kept going. The bat that flies in smacked into a wall, just keeps going. But I think um, they still kind of do that, like with soaps. Like I think a lot of times they have like one take, and then that they usually try to do it. Yeah, it, but they they shoot so they far would. in advance now. Dark Shadows only shot one day ahead. Oh, so like they they couldn't play around. And uh, it took me three years to get through all 1,200 and something episodes, but I did it, and I liked it, and I would watch it again. I want to get the DVD collection, but it's like $500. Oh, jeez. There's He-Man toys. Yeah. We know what we want. Anyway, oh my gosh, yes, we're going to watch that. Not the Johnny Depp version. Trash. Um, Singer notes, there's really no one noted as the singer, so I'm assuming it was still all the cast, because it sounded like their voices anyway, so... 
Um, I will tell you right now that this one does get bonus points because there are quite a few songs. And uh, those of you that listened to the show in the past know that um, if a Christmas special has songs, they get bonus points because I believe a Christmas special should have songs. Yeah. Even the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special has a song. Oh. It's not a great I song. I mean, I've totally watched it, so I knew that. You know, Kyle, I think you need to broaden your horizons for Christmas okay. specials. <laughs> well, I only get a choice of three, so. <laughs> and Peter gets all the good ones. Yeah. That's how it works out. All right. Well, let's let's talk about this um, short. It's only, what was that, like 24 minutes? Yeah. It was very short, and I appreciate the fact you chose a short one. I don't remember who it was, but somebody chose a long one once, and I was like, this is taking over. Although I did text you and say, I'm 14 minutes in, and I thought it was over. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of had that same feeling. (laughs) At one point, I was like, oh, how is this going to stretch out for another 14 minutes? (sighs) I have thoughts. Anyway, okay. So I I don't know what it's called. Do they all live in bear country, or do they live in bear city, and then the bears live in bear country? Do we know? I have no idea. Okay, great. So I just kind of made up some. I was going to say to Bear Country. Yeah, I, I said that we open up on Bear City. Okay. And the I'm Bear City that. singers singing our first song called that I'm calling because uh, there's no titles, so that means I get to make them up. This is what I'm calling Christmas Day is almost here because they said it at least twice. <laughs> This is one's kind of a bop. Yes, I did. I was not mad at this song. <laughs> I was like, okay. I I. Uh, I this has hope. This okay, it did set me up on a good note, and yeah. I appreciated seeing all the bears and like the Santa bear, and it was cute. I did like the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, and except for Papa Bear, because I just can't. Um, Papa Bear is literally walking through town in nothing but overalls. Everyone else is dressed for winter. He's barefoot, but um bump. And he's wearing overalls because he's a country bear. And he's bringing through the town the the biggest dead salmon I've ever seen. It was clearly from prehistoric times. Yeah. This was probably like a probably like a national treasure of somewhere. I mean, you killed the largest salmon and it still had its eyes. And those dead eyes really bothered me. Yeah. Well, but I know you're not a big seafood person to begin with. And so. also, if I see seafood with eyes still looking at me, it's even worse. I don't like salmon, though, so... Yeah, it's gross. Um, okay, so tell me, what are your thoughts on the narrator? Did you like having a narrator or not? Because the narrator comes on, so I want to know right away. Did you like the narrator or no? I don't mind having a narrator, but I didn't enjoy his voice. Which is weird, because he's Papa Bear. Yeah. Would you rather Papa Bear had narrated it in the Papa Bear No, because I don't really care for Papa Bear. Same. I... I could have done without the narrator. I didn't need to be explained to, but I guess maybe kids at that age yeah. that are watching it, I guess could. But I also get really annoyed with rhymes after a while and everything the narrator said rhymed. And it was like, it almost became a game to be like, well, how are you going to stretch this into uh-huh. a rhyme? Um, but I think that's how the books were. Yeah. So it makes sense. It like makes if sense. It's surprising that this came before the books though. It's really but weird. I don't know. This just wasn't my, uh, the narrator tells us that it's Christmas Eve and that Christmas is only 10 hours away. 
And then uh, we follow Papa Bear through town, and then he finally gets to their big bear tree, which I appreciated because that's how the tree looked in all the books, too. Mm-hmm. So I was fine with that. Um, and there's a cuckoo clock that I need. It's a bear, and a cuckoo bird flies out of its mouth, and then the bear eats the bird, and then a little tongue comes out so. and licks its lips. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is this amazing? And how has nobody ever made this for me? It would look great next to the creepy Santa picture from Gordman's. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not talk about how great my decorations are? Can you just say that they're wonderful? They're wonderful. I'm pretty sure both I'm of believing those... in the magic of Christmas right now. <laughs> I believe they still have Gordman stickers on some of these things. Do they light up? Yeah, but after you told me that some of them yeah, caught on fire, I don't turn them on all the time. Don't, don't light them up. I was like, wait, what? Because I've had some of these for like, I don't know, seven years. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got us off. <laughs> no, I mean, it's more interesting than, than the special. Um, we see the Bear family has started to put up their decorations, like Mama's putting Holly above the fireplace, mm-hmm. or not Holly, I guess, it was more um, Garland. And then Brother Bear and Sister Bear are looking at all their ridiculous packages, which one is clearly a live beehive. Did you hear the bees buzzing when they shaked it? I don't know if I did. Shaked it? Shook it? Shook, shook it. it. Shook it, yeah. Well, we're going to leave that in. Um, yeah, they shook it, and you hear, and I was like, that's a live beehive. You're going to kill those bees. It was probably given to them by Papa Bear. Yes. We probably just knocked it down out of a tree and not uh-huh. even think twice about it. Trash. Um, and then we continued to rhyme a little bit. And then we're treated to a scene of Papa Bear coming home and I don't even know what happened because I had to watch it twice. Somehow he drops the salmon. And it like slides. Yeah. And... That tells you how slimy that fish is. It slides across the living room, through the kitchen, and Mama Bear opens the refrigerator door, which is stocked with food. And the salmon slams somehow right into it with its dead eyes still staring at you. And then she makes it smile. Ugh. So gross. You see the bear hand come up and push its lips into a smile face. That's the thing of nightmares as a kid. I would have I would have had a nightmare about that. Um, then the narrator tells us that it's time to put up the Christmas tree. And then we finally get the specials title card. <laughs> Which was way late because I thought, oh, I must have missed it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, that's yours. Um, it's like, I, was there a commercial break right after that? I don't know. I, when I watched it twice, there were way more commercials the second time. But they were YouTube commercials, not like the original commercials, yeah. which I am a fan of. You know that. Like, I love yeah. watching an old an But old you could definitely tell where the, the commercial the break were. were. Yeah, I bet that was. I bet you're right. Yeah, that makes sense. Then we come back and the, uh, the, uh, the director, the narrator, tells us about all the decorations that they have shoved into a closet. And I was like, well, that kind of looks like my storage unit with my Christmas decoration. <laughs> um, they're like, oh, so Papa Bear's trying to pull the door open. And you think, you think all the decorations are going to fall, but they don't. And then he does one thing and they all come tumbling out and fill up the entire living room, which makes no sense. But um, one time that happened to me at the storage unit. I, the, the, all the crates fell on me when I opened the door. And it was all the Christmas decorations. And I was like, well, this is how I'm Pretty sure you got yelled at about after that. I'm sure you did, yeah, even though you had nothing to do with it. it was, but I was like, wow, is this how I'm going to die? Am I going to be smothered by Christmas decorations? <laughs> and I was like, well, there are worse ways. <laughs> People will be like, well, he died happy. It's a future uh, episode of Law & Order. <laughs> That's the Christmas special. Dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
Was there any... So they told us about all the decorations. There was like a bear Santa and a sleigh pulled by reindeer. Mm-hmm. An 18-point star that comes more into the story. Um, and then Did there, you ever count that if it was actually 18? Because I didn't. No. Okay. I didn't care. <laughs> I, now, wait, did you? Or no, you didn't? I didn't. I don't know. I don't trust you now. I feel like you paused it and then zoomed in. No. <laughs> Um, did you catch the joke where the narrator was like, some of them were bear looms. He didn't say heirlooms. He said bear looms. I did not. Well, I heard it twice and I was real <laughs> mad about it. Um, did you, did you see any decorations that you liked out of that group? Cause there was like a, I liked the little Santa with the sleigh, but did you, I don't, I don't know if I was like, Oh, were you high I, when you watched it? <laughs> There was like 400 decorations on the screen. I didn't know I would need to study them like an I spy book. Like, oh, <laughs> which one's my favorite? <laughs> they were all my favorite. I love that you called it an I spy book. <laughs> well, next time you know. Uh, and then Papa, no, Sister drops the star. And we think it's going to shatter. And part of me kind of had hoped that it would. <laughs> And it bounces through everybody. Then Mama holds her finger out. And catches it. And catches it on her bare claw fingernail thing. We just call it a claw. Claw. claw yeah. yeah, bare claw. Well, because then it sounds well, like Well, now I want a bare claw. Right. As I was saying, now it sounds like a tasty <laughs> treat. <laughs> um, Papa says that it's time to go get the Christmas tree. And he gets the cubs together. And Mama says, get your clothes on because it's going to snow. And Papa's like, it's not going to snow. It's not going to snow. Because I would feel it in my big, big toe. toe. I wish you could see the looks I'm giving Kyle. <laughs> I mean, kudos to them rhyming snow and toe. I mean, I, yeah, it got to be a feat. There was, there was a lot of rhyming that happened. It's kind of like Karen in Mean Girls when she, she knows it's going to rain. <laughs> <laughs> you can spoil that movie. It's been out for 20 years. That's why. <laughs> what is it? Her, her, her boob, boobs. Her boobs. Yeah. Her boobs tell her it's going to rain. God, I love her. Um... Mama says to get the tree from Grizzly Gus in town. And Papa basically says that, no. We're gonna, <laughs> We're gonna go cut down a tree. Um, and he'll chop one down with his axe. Which also, can I just pause here? Yes. I've never understood the trope of, like, it's Christmas Eve. Because I think the song said it's ten hours away. Yeah. And it's like, now we're gonna put up the tree. I've never understood that. So... I'm glad you brought that up because I talked, um, I had a conversation with my parents a couple of years ago about this. When they were kids and when their parents were kids, the tradition was you didn't put up your Christmas tree till Christmas Eve hmm. or you didn't put up one at all. And when you woke up in the morning, Santa had brought presents and a fully decorated Christmas tree. Can that you seems imagine like the exhaustion? <laughs> no. I mean, I'm exhausted just putting up my tree. <laughs> It sometimes takes two days. Yeah. Because I have a train that goes around the inside of the tree. <laughs> Can you imagine the exhaustion? No. And then when people lit real candles on trees, my God, the fire. I've been so pissed. I've been like, great, there goes my presence. But yeah, no, apparently they would put up the tree in the night. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Because I've never understood. I'm like, why are, you, why are you doing this? Like, you're not going to be able to enjoy it. Right, because then you're going to want to take it down a few days yeah. later. I don't know, but that apparently was the tradition. Hmm. I think people were like, we're doing all this work. This needs to stay up a lot longer. 
I guess, too, maybe if you were using, like, a real tree, you wanted to wait to the last minute. Yeah, I don't to... think they had the the water, preser- the tree preservation yeah. liquid. Because we used to, when I was a kid, um, we would cut down, we would go, we would do the cut down. We would cut down a live tree. Oh, like the Bernstein Bears? Yes. We would trope out to the Christmas tree farm, which was a genius idea, because they didn't cut down trees. They handed you a hacksaw and said, go cut down a tree. So we would trace out, so we'd always go the weekend, it's usually the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and we would go out and we would cut down a tree and it would take like three hours and um, my mom would make all of us stand by a tree. She'd pick like five trees that she really liked and then we'd have to stand by a tree and then she'd walk through and be like, no, I don't want that one. And then some of us had to stand, God forbid you got stuck by the tree you knew she wanted because you were going to stand there for another hour <laughs> so that no one else would come and get the tree. Um and then, have you ever cut down a live tree? Yeah. Have you ever been a, so when you have to cut it yourself, right? So then it was like my dad, my brother would get down in the snow because it seemed like it was always snowing then, and they would have to like, cut down this tree, and then we'd have to drag it up to the farmhouse, and they would put it in the tree shaker, and it was this thing that they would stick the stump in, and then it would like vibrate, and it would shake all the dead needles off and any animals that you didn't know were living in it. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, and they're like, oh, you guys got a bird nest this year. And I was like, were there babies in it? <laughs> um, and then they would shove it through the tree wire thing, which yeah. would hold it down. And, but my favorite part was going inside because the, 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 the lady, I don't know, I'm assuming they were married, but I don't want to make judgments, uh, always had hot chocolate going. Uh-huh. And she would handcraft Christmas ornaments and crafts. And I always wanted one of those handcrafted ornaments. And my parents would never, never get one. No. But I did learn, she's the one that taught me to put the candy cane in the hot chocolate, which is legitly the best thing in the world. So nice. I think that's more interesting than this special. <laughs> um, but no, so I totally get like the excitement of going to cut down yeah. a tree. But not, the, uh, but so when you put the tree in your house, you have to like carry it in, put it in the stand, screw the, the uh, screws yeah. in. And then you would, um, you'd have to fill it with water immediately and you would have to cut off the bottom of the tree again. Because the sap would solidify about the bottom of the mm. tree trunk. So you have to cut the trunk off again and then put it in there. And then I remember the year that somebody invented a funnel to go into your Christmas tree down to the bottom where the water would held. So it was like a like a like almost a three to four foot funnel. And you just stick it through the branches. So all you had to do was pour water. Because otherwise you have to get under the tree. Yeah. Pour water in it. We never had a funnel. Oh my god. The funnel was genius. I don't, I don't even know what we paid for it. If that took away a present from me, I don't even care. Uh, but then there was like I remember there was a liquid that you would squirt in there to help preserve the tree longer. So that's what we had to do. Long story to get to the point of that they didn't have preservation liquid. Gotcha. God, don't judge my my life. It was a good time when I was a child. Anyway, as Papa's complaining about Grizzly Gus, where I guess we're walking through town because it doesn't make any sense the way that the the path that he took. But whatever, Gus hears him and then he like stumbles and I think it was supposed to be funny. Did you laugh? No. I figured you would since you love the specials so much. Anyway, um, he says, uh, the ba- oh, so they start walking through and then we get our next song sort of that I'm calling the Bears Hummet because they just make weird humming noises. <laughs> It was a song. Okay, sure. <laughs> Papa then states that even if he has to go to the Panama Isthmus, 
Which, hey, good job getting the word isthmus in there. That's not a word we commonly use. Uh, the Panama, well, I don't think there is a Panama Isthmus, by the way. I'm pretty sure it's the Panama Canal, but Panama Isthmus are the types, the top of Pike's Peak. He'll find the right tree if it takes all week. And then Sister's like, Christmas is in a few hours. Yeah. Let's get your shit together. <laughs> like, let's get the show on the road. Uh, but we're hiking up a damn hill. I want my presents. That's I have to go do. save the bees. Yeah. <laughs> I want to carve the eyes off the dead salmon. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, Papa doesn't really pay attention, and he breaks into, like, this weird daydream that suddenly becomes, like, reality. It was very weird. It was very 70s. It was very trippy. Um, He breaks into this daydream and into our next song that I called We Need a Tree for Christmas. We need a tree for Christmas. title for that song um where there's dancing trees who yeah, have legs didn't really care for the dancing trees it was a little weird yeah they had spindly little legs too <laughs> it wasn't like the trunk split off into like thick you know like yeah. it was like they're trying to be like rock cats yeah, totally. and... there was a kick line there is yeah. a tree kick line and then the kid sings along the kids sing along, and then... Um, I don't love it when the kids sing along. I 100% agree with you. I did That's not why I think it. I enjoyed the first song. <laughs> <laughs> I did like Sister's line, though, about seven types of pie. And I was yeah. like, God, that sounds delicious right now. Every time I watched it, which was twice, I was like, I want pie. And I was like, I'm out of pie, because I already ate my Thanksgiving leftovers. Mm. I was like, damn, I want some pie. Seven types of pie. Can you mm. imagine? Do you make seven types of pie? No. Do you make pie, or do you make some weird, like, extravagant, 40-hour dessert streusel thing by hand? I don't usually make a lot of pies, so... That's disappointing. I don't know. I expected you to make, like, you know, you'd have fruit flown in from wherever to make some fancy pie. Um... Anyway, now I want... But I'll, I mean, I'll still take seven types of pie. Same. I was like, I don't know if I can name seven types of pie. Are we going to name seven types of pie? <laughs> Again, it's worth just to do this um, Let's see. The narrator says that Papa was forgetting something that day, and I tried to catch it all, but it was way too long of a speech. Christmas is more than a show of display. It's more than just tinsel and pink plastic stars and stuffing yourself with sugar nut bars. You ever had a sugar nut bar? I have not. Can you imagine what's in a sugar nut bar? Probably sugar and nuts. In a bar form? Maybe honey to keep them stuck together? Sure. I mean, that's probably kind of like a form of sugar, so... Yeah. Uh, There was something important that Pop was forgetting. Christmas is giving. It isn't forgetting. And then it went on for, like, another six stanzas, and I didn't have time. Yeah. That was enough. Uh, The bears start to round a bend on a mountain, and Papa finds his perfect tree... Um, first of all, when they first showed him looking up at the tree, it was tree. like 12 It was feet like tall. larger than their house. Yeah. Okay. I thought I was weird. I was like, am no. I wrong at this? No. And then when he gets ready to cut it down, it's like, eh, it's like six foot tall. Yeah. Um, 
he gets ready to swing his axe and they do like that cartoon thing where he stops mid swing and then the axe falls and he falls yeah I did not laugh cause sister says stop and he stops mid air mid air and she sees a row of mailboxes at the bottom of the tree and we find out it's the home of a skunk squirrels a grouse which I still don't know what the hell that is a chipmunk and 26 crows did you count the crows no it said it in the thing i, I put on the close but did you see if there was... um there was not 26 it okay. looked like there was maybe seven ten now did you count the crows i did not but that's i like, didn't think there were 26 counting crows do you know yeah. counting crows yeah. you enjoy the counting crows not really wow sorry they don't they're not, they're not listening <laughs> you never know um i i 100 know uh, then they all look like they're gonna beat his ass. Yeah, it was like Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds there for yeah, like a second. They were they were going to kill him for touching their house. Yeah, and Papa's like, you know what? This isn't the tree that I thought it was. And he gets props for saying that later. Wasn't there something on top, or is that the second tree? That's the second tree. Okay. Don't, they're, don't they're get bl- ahead. Now. They're blending together. Sorry. <laughs> Um, okay, so he says that's not the tree that he had in mind, and the birds chase him away, and the narrator says that Papa didn't think about how if he cut down the tree, the animals would have nowhere to spend for Christmas. Then they continue their journey, and the kids are like, hey. But they, like, all of a sudden then had their Christmas decorations, right? Yeah, the the animals did. Yeah. Which made no sense, because it wasn't like... <laughs> I guess if you're in a fit of rage, you're like, well, we might as well decorate yeah. now. I'm already pissed off. Let's hang lights. <laughs> Maybe that's, just, a, maybe that's just my household. I did, a, <laughs> I did appreciate the mailbox said a skunk. Uh, I did too. Not gonna lie. Do you like skunks? Not really. They're cute though. I mean, yeah. They're a cute animal. If you take away their stinky stinks. I mean, yeah. I would cuddle a skunk in a heartbeat. <laughs> and you're so cute. That's like possums. You don't like possums. I would put them above skunks. Would you cuddle a possum? I don't know if I would. <laughs> <laughs> they seem like they could be a little vengeful there. Not if you know. get them when they're babies. and okay. then you could, They could curl their little tails around and hang out. I mean, I, I do like, like, hey, look at you swinging. Like the, the possum lady on YouTube. Uh, you she's know? amazing. Yeah. Those possums are, I, don't, I think she drugs them. Those possums are way too chill. I would snuggle with one through. of them. Okay. Okay. But not a skunk. No. But you take away their stinky stinks. Well, then, yeah, I guess. Look so cute. Oh, God. Didn't I watched really a TikTok this. the other day. Uh, a guy had rescued a porcupine as a baby, and now it runs around his house all the time. Like, and they snuggle, and I'm like, now I want a porcupine as a pet. <laughs> I want one. It fights when it tries to, with the, when the, whoever the lady is, is trying to sweep with a broom. It gets in the way the whole time, and I was like, it thinks it's a friend. <laughs> it's confused. All right, where are we? They just didn't uh, cut down a tree. They didn't cut down the tree. Oh, gosh. And then uh, we get a reprise of We Need a Tree for Christmas. Everyone loves a reprise. Yeah. <laughs> In a 24-minute special, you know. <laughs> really have to call back to about two minutes ago. Um, uh, Papa says the tree is something we can't do without a tree with all the trimmings is what Christmas is all about. 
I have never heard anyone ever say that the tree is the most important part of Christmas. It's always been the presents. Well, now you have. <sighs> Jan and Stan. <laughs> um, they find another tree on the very edge of the top of a cliff, and Papa gets ready to chop it down. But then we find out it's the home to an eagle, a hawk, a wolf, and a great snowy owl. The animals make a bunch of noise to scare them away. And then we get what uh, I was actually excited about this. This eagle literally grabs Papa's axe. And then we get the dumbest joke. Yeah. It was not funny. It's the, the, the eagle flies into the sky and all of a sudden uh, superimposed around it is the E pluribus unum seal for the United States. But I had to look up because I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. It's like one of many areas. Yeah, something like that. Like in many of there is one or I don't know. Still don't remember it. It was dumb and not needed. And it took away a it took away a point for sure. Because I thought it was stupid. Yeah. It was not funny. Um and then the eagle like winds up its its claw. Claw. Yeah. Yeah. Talon. Talon would probably be. Um, I don't think those things can rotate 365 degrees, but it did. It wound up like it was pitching a ball, but it wound that axe into like a buzzsaw blade. I'm I'm so glad that we are um, like fact checking a Christmas special about four talking bears going to hunt down a, a Christmas tree with their axe. It was really like okay. The talon does that's where you it that's, lost you. Uh, there were multiple moments. The salmon lost me at the beginning, but the talon is where I gotta draw the line. Okay. Have you ever held an eagle before? <laughs> <laughs> would you let a would you let a hawk land on your arm? I guess if I have a glove. Well yeah, otherwise it's gonna tear your skin to shreds. I'd let know. a bird chill. Yeah. Although once when I was in <laughs> when I was in Puerto Rico this guy, one of the street vendors, was like, here, hold a, hold a parrot. And then all of a sudden he's like, hold your arms out. And I had like seven birds on me, and I was super pissed. Yeah, I don't like birds when there's multiple Because I was like, if I get poop on me, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> and then the one kept like pecking at my head, and I was like, oh, it's going to eat me. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so the, the, the eagle chucks the axe, and it almost kills Papa. And I was like, well, this would have been a whole different special if it had killed Papa Bear. Because then they not only have to find a tree, they'd have to drag his lifeless body back. The first and last Bernstein <laughs> Bears special. <laughs> oh, God. Then Papa says, you know what? That tree wasn't right either. That's not what I want. Yeah. Then the snow worsens and it turns into a blizzard, even though Papa said that he would feel it in his big toe because he's dumb. <laughs> yeah. And the, the cubs can barely see because it's like they're eating snow at this point because it's so deep. Uh, they walk up a mountain and Papa sees the perfect tree again, and he looks inside a, a window, and he sees a bird family. And did you notice that all the birds were dressed almost exactly like the bears? Yes, I didn't. The bird father was in overalls. The mom bird had a hat like mom bear wears, and the sister bear had a bow. Huh. Brother bear didn't have anything, which is weird. Okay. But yeah, no. And <laughs> they, they ran were, out of budget once they got to the fourth Yeah, they're bird. like, eh, he's naked. <laughs> um and they're putting up their they're decorating their tree which was a twig with seeds that they had collected or painted i was very confused sure. and then they see papa's eyeball in the thing and it scares them all and it 
totally destroys their tree. Again, weird proportions here. Yeah. Because you don't think the... Like, how small would those birds have to be? (laughs) I just want to say this. That if a giant eyeball looked in my window and it made me knock down my entire tree that I just finished decorating, I'm not going to be like, Merry Christmas! (laughs) I'll be pissed because i got to put up this tree again. Just be screaming. Uh, But you know, that's what makes you want to go decorate for Christmas is anchor, apparently, as we learned from the first tree. (laughs) So, um, Papa sees... Then the narrator says that uh, Papa sees Christmas in a whole different way. Because he recognizes that everyone else has needs, and then the birds tell him Merry Christmas. I did not get any of that from him looking at the birds... With a, a single eyeball. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we're just trying to wrap this up because we're at about 22 minutes in now. Um, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like we could have done something better than just him looking. Because, I mean, he just kept trying to kill other animals' homes. <laughs> so. Um, the kids are upset because Papa's like, we're not cutting down this tree. And then Papa says, don't worry, we'll just get one from Grizzly Gus. And then he takes his axe and just chops down another random tree without looking to see what animals live in it and makes skis. Yeah. I can't. How else are they supposed to get home? I don't know. Run. They're bears. They slide down. We're treated to some dumb snow, snowman thing, which I did not think was funny. It was annoying. And they finally get to town, and uh, they get to Gus's, and they all they find all the trees are sold out. Because why wouldn't they be? It's Christmas Eve. It is now they dark. A, they had a special. He probably did, because they usually, it's actually not a bad time to buy a live tree at a tree lot, because they're trying to sell what's left. And the day after, you can usually get it for like a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Then sister starts to cry, and then she sees a bright shining light off to the far right. Sure. Uh, she says that their house, uh, she sees that their house is completely decorated. So their tree is completely decorated with all of their Christmas stuff. And uh, we see that it's been decorated by the skunk, the squirrels, the grouse, a chipmunk, 26 crows, a hawk, a grady snow owl, and birds. And their friends and their families. But you know who I didn't see? The wolf. I just don't know the logistics here. Like, did they just, like, bombard into the house? And mom's Mama Bear's is like, this, I don't want to do this. Is this where you're drawing the line? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't really thinking about it earlier, but then I was like, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Because Mama walks outside like she's shocked. <laughs> And I was like, man, they were in your house. Maybe she was taking a nap or something. Because she's like... You don't think you wouldn't hear a skunk, squirrels, grouse, a chipmunk, 26 crows, a hawk, a great snow owl, birds, and their friends and cousins? She could have, like, sleep apnea or something. That doesn't make you not hear. I don't know. It makes you not breathe. But they did. They decorated it with all of her stuff. The, mm-hmm. the, the closet full of things. And um, then the North Star shines down, which was a nice touch. 
Very nice touch. And it illuminates the tree for all to see. And then all the town's bears come to see the tree too. And then Mama sings our last song I'm calling the Christmas star. The Christmas star, it says to us, there's more to Christmas than the fuss. There's kindness, love, and warmth, God bless. Freezes, hugs, and happiness. The Christmas star, it says to And somehow everyone knows the words to a song that none of us have ever heard before. Uh, and then they all sing Merry Christmas to one and all, all creatures great and small. And you think we're at the end. Um, I also liked that uh, Sister Bear sang a, line about, uh, sang, sang a line about humans are creatures too. <laughs> I was like... But where are the humans? Yeah, I was like, where... I'm pretty sure you all drive cars in this universe. Where are the humans? Because... No offense, but I think people would be like, oh, no, I'm out. <laughs> Bears are driving cars and they talk. I'm good. This is it. I'm, I'm going to space. <laughs> we have sentient bears. I don't know what's happening. There are eagles that throw axes at people. I, this is not. After they make the like U.S. seal. Yeah. Ugh, so dumb. Um, but yeah, so you think we're at the end. And I was like, oh, this is a good, nice ending. But no. No. No, Kyle. The salmon has to return. Oh, God. And I just feel awful for Sister. So Sister Bear is staring. We're at Christmas morning, and we know we're at Christmas morning because all the presents have been unwrapped, and it's just a disaster. So maybe it's Christmas afternoon, probably. And they're all sitting at the table, and literally Sister Bear is staring straight into the dead face of that damn salmon with its eyes still there. And it's just smiling at her. And it's like, it's Christmas and I'm dead. You're going to eat me as I'm dead. And then sister says she's thinking about that other's bit. And uh, how about the salmon? How about it, Papa? And Papa's like, well, we'll make an exception for the salmon because I want to eat it. Yeah. And that's the ending. We could have cut that off. It should have ended. But we could have had another. You know, we had to get that other joke in there. But it wasn't funny. It took a took a point off. But did you find anything funny? Would you have found it funny as a kid? No. As a fan of the Bernstein Bears. No, I wouldn't. Have. I know me. Okay. I know my childlike wonder, and even my childlike wonder would have been like, "What's with the fish? Why does he still have eyes?" Uh, so, what were your first thoughts at the beginning? The first shot to the animation. I liked the song. Um, and it was older than I was expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it would have been more recent than the oh, 70s. Oh, really? You yeah. thought the animation was more recent? I don't know. I, I, I guess, like, I had a view of, like, watching stuff as a kid. It didn't seem so old, but I guess we're also now. Mm. You know. 25 years probably after I've watched Bernstein Bears. So, I don't know. I was kind of surprised a little bit by that. Um, I enjoyed the old style animation. It took me back because it was clearly like old school. So I did like that. I thought it was nice. Um, And I did like the song at the beginning very much. Did you have any quotes that you liked? Because I didn't. I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, I had to write it down because, you know. jeez, I can't wait to see which one this is. I love that you wrote it down. I thought it was... 
Clever. The snow had become a really big snow. A snow of snow. A blizzards of blizzards. Why, there was snow on the ground up to their gizzards. <laughs> I thought that was pretty clever. Did you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rhyming blizzards with gizzards? I mean, they are fans of a, of a thesaurus. For sure. Maybe they have a rhyming dictionary, because they have those things, right? Yeah. It's not me. Uh, did you have any favorite scenes? Not really. Me either. I Like I said, I enjoyed the, the A skunk detail, but Yeah, it was cute. Um I just like the beginning. The beginning of the yeah. scene. All it's right. all downhill from there. Let's rank this then. So on a scale of one to five, with five being the best, how many rainbow candy canes would you give this special? I think two and a half, which is high compared to the other specials I've had to endure. I love that's a, that's the high mark. <laughs> um, I I did give it three. Oh, because okay. I I was gonna give it three, but then I knocked it down because I thought you hated it. So I much. mean, no, but it got a bonus because there were so many songs. Oh, okay. Let's you get a bonus when there are songs. But I really only liked the first song. Yeah, but I didn't mind the weird, bizarre, we need a tree song. Okay. It was just bizarre. Um, but I gave it three. I liked the song, so. So then we have to ask, uh, did you notice any gay or hidden gay characters or elements? Cause Not I didn't, really. I didn't no. notice anything this time around. Um, in your opinion, then, is this a classic or not-so-classic special? Meaning, would you watch this year after year? I would rank it in the middle. I wouldn't watch it every year, mm. but I wouldn't like do you throw want, a do fit. You, would you? Would you want someone to purchase it on a DVD for no, you? No, thank you. I know someone who could get it, so I just need to know if, no, that's, thank if you. that's what you want for your birthday. No. <laughs> so if if that means I'm gonna have to rank it a not so classic, I guess. <laughs> I was no. Okay, so let's say you're flipping through streaming services and you have live TV or whatever, because you know almost every smart TV has some weird streaming uh-huh. service, and you saw it was playing. Would you stop and turn it on? No. Okay. <laughs> this is a not so classic. But like, if like my nieces or nephew like wanted to watch it, I wouldn't be like, no, we are not watching that. Okay. If that makes okay. sense. Yeah, it does. It does. I don't think it's a classic Christmas special. I don't plan on ever watching it again. It's not something that I enjoyed. Um, even the songs weren't like, oh, let's go watch it again because of the song. But um, I mean, I don't hate it. I just didn't enjoy it. As much as it could have been. Yeah. I think it was the it was the narration in Papa Bear was just so But if I remember correctly, that's how it was in all the books too. Wasn't Papa always the problem? I think so. Yeah. Well, Kyle, there's only one thing left to say at this point, and that's Merry Christmas, buddy. Oh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Stop picking shitty specials. <laughs> I mean, I'm improving. Oh, the open interpretation. Okay. Not just bears like me and you, but nature's other creatures too. Just when you think the show can't get any worse. <sighs> It's time for Naughty Ned's White Elephant GIF Suggestions. I'm sorry. 
I love ending each episode hearing a Christmas memory or tradition. I invited my friend Kyle back to tell us one of his. If you'd like to share a Christmas memory, don't forget to email us at keepingtheyuletidegay at gmail.com or leaving us a 60-second voicemail at anchor.fm slash keepingtheyuletidegay. One of my favorite Christmas traditions is that, you know, in November... I'm expected to watch a really shitty Christmas special to really get me in the mood and keep the Yuletide gay. So that's one of my favorite Christmas traditions. Well, that wraps up this month's episode. Thank you for listening to Keeping the Yuletide Gay. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to be notified when new episodes air. And next month, we'll be having our annual five days of Givemas. So make sure you tune in. Until then, we hope you come back for our next episode as we continue to put the mess in Christmas. Bye! for listening to Keeping the Old Tide Gay. Don't forget, if you need more Gason in your life, to listen to my other podcast, Gabbing with Gason, on most podcast apps. And you can find more information at gabbingwithgason.com. The first Noel, Old Christmas Tree, we wish you a Merry Christmas, bring a torch Isabella, the 12 Days of Christmas, and Silent Night the Disco Edition are all provided by freexmasmp3.com. Other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of the individual copyright holders and they are used for the purposes of commentary and review. No infringement is